0: beautiful souls, and welcome to the Find Your Feminine podcast with your host, Carly Jade, where we discuss all things harnessing your menstrual cycle, trusting your intuition, and letting go of limiting beliefs. I am a rapid transformational therapy practitioner helping women just like you, All over the world, find themselves, uncover their soul's purpose, and live an abundant life fully in feminine flow. I am so happy that you've shown up today. And without further ado, ladies, let's jump straight into today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. I hope you're doing amazing. So, today is just a little recorded snippet of the live I did in my Facebook group so if you aren't already in it I have a find your feminine Facebook group it's just a space where I can open up a lot more freely and uh, share a lot more things with you women and then you can have a lot more say and interaction and get to meet so many other amazing women in that group as well So I have some very exciting news coming up in the next couple of weeks. I am so excited to announce it, but in the lead up to that, I'm going to be doing a lot more lives, just explaining the beautiful power of being a woman and just facts and tips and about sex drive and all the goodness stuff in there. So if you don't want to miss that, make sure you join the Find Your Feminine Facebook group. I'll put it in the link in the show notes below. However uh, yeah, listen to today's, if you want to see the video version, you can jump into the Facebook group and it is there. I hope you enjoy it. It was very unplanned and just sporadic. So hopefully I make sense because I tend to go on a lot of tangents naturally and any questions or any comments at all, feel free to post it on the, uh, in the Facebook group, as well as feel free to leave me a comment. If you did really enjoy today's episode on your favorite podcast app, uh, Whether it's, I think you can actually only leave comments on the iTunes version. Spotify doesn't allow it. How rude. Anyway, I hope you're doing amazing. I hope you enjoy today's little live and yeah, let's dive into sex drive. Hello everyone. Everyone's still joining. So now I'm just talking to myself. (laughs) Um, I hope you're all well. So, yeah, I guess I'm really open on my Instagram, as you guys know. So every time I open up about sex drive or anything like that or do a podcast episode about it, I get so many people reach out and just ask me how or questions. Actually, before I get started, I just ate some food. Cool. I'm good. Um, So thank you for joining me today. I think sex drive is one of those things that everyone thinks about because everyone has sex and we are created from sex but still just like periods it's something that is so taboo or no one talks about or you only talk about with like your closest friends it's like really hush hush which I get like I've got family on Instagram so I don't share everything there which is why I created this little space where I can be a lot more open with you guys um so for today I'm also recording it as a podcast so if you ever have to leave at an early stage that is completely fine Um, I'm going to record it so you can listen to audio later as well sex drive I feel like yeah there is a million ways that I can approach this Um, for today I wanted to focus on a few things and then sort of leave you with a really exciting offer at the end so um Some topics that I'll be covering today in this today's little mini masterclass, I I guess I'll call it, is just understanding when most likely women are in the mood um, initially, just to be in the mood for sex as well, Um, and our accelerators and brakes, and being really aware of these because it is different in every single person. So every different woman out there has a different accelerator and break to one another and like sensitivity towards these things as well. Um, I'll be covering like the content or context of sex um, and like feeling a desire for sex, reasons or common things that I see in clients um, and research that I've seen of common reasons why we have a low sex drive. Um, Trauma. Trauma is a really big one that I see in clients and reasons as to why they don't have a high sex drive or a sex drive at all. Pardon me. Um, And then just switching. I want to bring up something at the end with you guys, and it's switching from wanting sex to providing sex. So I that's sort of like the basis that I'll cover today. Uh, If you have any questions at all, I think you can put it in the chat box. I haven't done an Instagram live before, sorry, Facebook live before, so I don't really know what I'm doing, um, but I can see some people are viewing, so I'm doing something right. Uh, but if you have any questions at all, just put them in the chat box and I should be able to see them. Um, is there a button that I need to press? I don't think so. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Awesome. So it's really important to note that as women, we aren't designed to be horny, every single day we aren't designed to uh be turned on and have a high sex drive 365 days of the year however men are so we are only turned on or are naturally uh inclined or driven to have sex during two phases of the month and obviously if you follow me a lot you know one of them is ovulation phase uh that is when we have a surge of um estrogen and that is like when our body is saying procreate and obviously we need to be in the mood to procreate um that is the whole reason why we are women is to conceive and biology or um in terms of that realm that is why your body is turning you on more So that is like a natural acceleration for sex during that time, obviously ovulation. And then you also get like another surge just before your uh, period. And this is your uh, rise in progesterone just before everything um, literally goes out when you bleed. So those are the most common times that you are going to be most like turned on based on your hormones. But I do invite you to jot down and if you have like a period app just um make note of uh when how your emotions shift throughout the month and when you are more inclined to be wanting to have sex and I'm going to touch on the wanting at the end um yeah because we aren't men we aren't men can conceive 365 days of the year we cannot so it's very normal also for women not to initiate sex I think I used to like really beat myso- myself up about this of not wanting to initiate sex or I was a bad person if I wasn't coming on to them and like kissing them and like asking them to, I don't know, have sex. Um, And there was a study done by Emily Nagowski. She uh, is the author of Come As You Are, which is a phenomenal book uh, about sex drive and uh, about sex in general. And it, she just... uh makes everyone feel like they are normal that is the most important part here however she created or she didn't create but she found the study uh that said I think it from memory it was like 80 or 90 percent of women don't or have never or never initiate sex and but we feel bad and we're not and that is because that's just not in our biology however how often do maybe your partner initiate sex or maybe you both start doing it you're not really in the mood um and you're halfway through it all like you've just started and it's you're getting a bit frisky and then you're like oh this is actually really good this is actually really fun it's like that initiation phase um so don't ever break uh like beat yourself up about that because we are all the same I remember with um past relationships I would like get into bed at night and then put the covers on and be like okay um we had sex last night so that's good I can have a day off with no guilt um but then if it came the night after where we hadn't had sex again it would eat me alive eat me alive um so I wanted to just tell you ladies that you are completely normal nothing is wrong with you with what not wanting to initiate sex um and it's all we're all different and you might be no i'm the one that always initiates it and again i'm gonna touch on that at the end um but yeah it's just your beautiful vessel isn't broken it's just you need to learn on your accelerators and brakes so when I talk about accelerators and brakes, accelerators are like things that turn you on and brakes are things that turn you off um, and you might have sensitive accelerators and sensitive brakes or not so sensitive accelerators and not so sensitive brakes. Everyone is different uh if you read come as you are that's a recent book that I've read which is why I keep quoting her Emily Emily Nagalski it's phenomenal she has even if you get the audio version she gives you a little cheat sheet to work out if you have a high or low accelerator I mean sensitive accelerator and brakes and then there's a space for you to uh write down what your accelerators and brakes are. So I'll give you a couple of examples of mine and these are like accelerators and brakes that want me to have sex or move me forward towards sex and then holds me back. Um, if you are new here or you haven't really uh, listened to any of my past episodes about sex drive, uh, this has been something that I have struggled with for a long time. Like I have I don't remember a time of my life besides like since November last year where I actually felt in the mood. Um, And there's been a lot of shifts and changes and I've made so many, not only lifestyle changes, but career changes. It's been a bit of a work in progress and um, each month is different. Sometimes I have like really good months where I'm like so turned on and like the whole month, like this cycle... I was like a different person. Like I just have, I'm on day two of my period, which is so weird because I'm like really energetic for some reason, which is like, Oh, go on Instagram, um, Facebook live today. Usually I would never do that. Uh, but Yeah, just learning your accelerators was the biggest thing. So I'll share some of mine. So like accelerator for mine would be like having clean sheets or having a healthy dinner. Uh, Food is a really big thing for me to feel sexy and I need to eat like healthy, nutritious food to feel turned on. It's weird, but that's just one of my accelerators Um, or like a bath or a clean house. That is a big one Um, because who wants to have sex in a dirty house? No one. Um, if I get a massage beforehand, that's a really big, big accelerator. Um, if I had an incredible day at work, um, and for some reason and working out the time of sex, time of day that you prefer to have sex as well is also a game changer. I will never have sex just before, um, bed or like when I'm going to bed. Maybe rarely, depending on what I did that day, but it's very, very rare that I would want sex when I'm going to bed because I'm a generator. I use up all of my energy during the day. And when I sit down on the couch at night, it's not every night, but if I, I finish dinner and whatever I do in the middle, whether I'm reading a book or I'm lying down or watching TV, I will fall asleep. 100%. So then it's always like a drag of Matt waking me up from the couch to get into the bedroom and in that state I did not wanna have sex. And even if I didn't fall asleep, my brain is switched off and I just I shut it out. However, middle of the night sex or morning sex or day sex um or afternoon, like that is a way better time for me that I'm gonna be more uh, more driven to want that um, and just voicing that you don't have to have sex when you get into bed at night. Like, I feel like that's very old school. You can just do it whenever you want, wherever you want, however you want. Um, and voicing that with your partner is the biggest thing. I'm just going to be talking a lot based on like a heterosexual relationship because that's what I'm in. Um, but obviously, like, each whoever you're with, each role is either like a feminine energy or a masculine energy. So, both applies. Um, but yeah, and also another accelerator of mine is like feeling desired and feeling appreciated. However, some of my breaks are dirty house. You aren't going to want to have sex because women have like a diffuse awareness. We don't even have to be in the kitchen and we know that it's dirty or we don't even have to be in the spare bedroom. I just, this is the thing. I dump all of my clean clothes on the spare bed and then it like drives me insane because I need to clean it. If that's a case, I'm probably not going to be as turned on because I'm thinking about all the things I need to do after this or that I should do instead So a dirty house is a break of mine and, um, or like a shit and stressful day at work is another big break of mine. Uh, Say my old career being a corporate and wedding coordinator, um, I was stressed out of my brains. The only reason I think we had a semi, uh, my partner, and I had a semi good sex life was because he worked away a lot and it created that tension between us and when he came home it was like really amazing and sparks and beautiful and when he was gone I was stressed again um so I would like save up all my energy for when he's back however um when he's home a lot and if I had that job of like stress out of my brain I wouldn't want to have sex that day and it came like every day and stress is a really big one um your body you're when you're in that flight fight or flight mode your body is not going to allow you to have a high sex drive because it's the only thing that it wants you to do is survive so of course if you are yeah you're trying to you need more sleep or you need more food or you're famished and like dehydrated and yeah, sleep deprived and you have so much stress and anxiety in your body, your your body is just trying to keep you alive. It's not going to allow you to procreate, which brings that high sex drive. So a really, really, really big one As I would look at your work. If you have a low sex drive, most of the times work is a really big contributing factor to that because one if you are in corporate like the reel I posted the other day about the patriarchy uh, the standard nine-to-five job has been created based on a male's circadian rhythm so women are different people every day and we don't have the same hormones to support us in that sort of like Monday to Friday, nine to five mundane thing where we go in and do the same thing every day because I like to say we've got different superpowers. Um, So when you get stressed and your body is so yeah, not in the right space to procreate and conceive a child, you are not going to have that high sex drive. So I have a lot of people that come in for sessions. And I'll give you an example of one of my beautiful clients. Um, Obviously, I won't disclose her name, but uh, she was a nurse. And in her intake form, she had put in that she was experiencing low sex drive. And uh, I noticed that she had mentioned that she wasn't really happy with her job. And I decided just to focus on that for the session, I wasn't even going to bring up the sex drive because it was the stress of her job that was causing everything else to uh, be an issue in her life, whether it was the person personally, because she was a shift worker, so she never had a social life. And then also... Um, having a female cycle and being a shift worker is also really hard on your body and uh, everything else that comes with it and obviously a sex drive so for the session we just focused on her work and in the session I asked her what was her next career move and she told me out loud and when she said that her whole face lit up and now she's changed her whole life and has created a beautiful space for her to to chase this new job and she's so fulfilled so now that she's fulfilled in this new job that she has that is more on her purpose in her in her truth and honoring her authenticness uh, she is so much more happier as a as a uh, because of this now her sex drive is higher and what I, I can't explain how much work is such a big, detrimental part of that so yeah if I have a shit and stressful day at work I'm that is a big break for me I'm not going to want to have sex uh and when I'm not feeling like embodied or confident I think very often yeah women we don't feel confident or safe in our own bodies and being in your feminine is all about opening up and receiving And if you don't feel safe enough to receive, you're literally, if you're in a hetero relationship, you're literally receiving a penis. (laughs) I don't have no other way to put it. But if you don't feel open enough, confident and safe enough in your own body, confident and safe in them to open up, that is going to create that block or that low sex drive. So just keep in mind as well that your sex drive starts with you and it has absolutely nothing to do with your partner zero even if like it has nothing to do with them it's all to do with your confidence and uh, a big part of confidence comes with your subconscious programming which is obviously my work I work with people's subconscious minds and their programming Um, and up until the age of seven our brains are like sponges soaking in everything and when we are taking negative subconscious beliefs, whether that's from the media, I mean like learning about sex from the media is terrible or even like looking at porn and all the other stuff as a child, like stumbling across like your dad's porno mags and what whatever else you find, like that is like really hard or on people's confidence and there's so many other things like people get bullied or there's um, big emotional trauma, sexual trauma uh, in people's lives that causes them to trap it in their bodies. Women, we trap we trap emotions in our body if they haven't been expressed and like my favorite quote which I say all the time, the emotion that hasn't been expressed through tears will cause another organ to cry. And what that basically means is if you haven't shown that emotion or let that emotion out, whether it's fear like shaking or uh, anger, screaming, chucking a tantrum, crying, if you haven't let this emotion out, it actually stays embodied or it stays stuck and stagnant in your body. And that is the reason why we have trapped trauma in our body. And that could be a block of, uh, stopping you from becoming embodied, becoming fluid and flowy and safe within your own self. And when you don't feel safe in your body, of course, you're not going to feel safe to open up to someone else. And obviously sex is a union with another person uh, and you need to do the work yourself. Uh, so that's a really, really, really big one that I often commonly see. I have an example. Uh, there was a client of mine who came to me to, and she had painful sex. And uh, the partner that she's with at the moment, she adores and she loves and he's perfect and there's nothing wrong with their relationship. However, her relationship before him was very traumatic. He would do things and force things and her body was just saying, no, 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 every time that they had sex. So she was defying her body each time. And then when she's left that person and gone to see the new person or started dating the new person, her body was still thinking that this new person, this new guy was the her past relationship, causing, she was actually experiencing painful sex. So every time that they would have penetrative sex, it was excruciating. And that is because she was trapping literally the trauma in her vaginal canal. And we do that as as women, we trap our emotions and our reproductive organs because it's literally like sweeping the things under the rug. No one can see it. It's inside of us. Like no one can see things externally. So we look beautiful and amazing, but we have so much things trapped there. So that could be another reason as to why you're experiencing low sex drive. It could be due to the fact that you are, uh, yeah, just You have trauma. Uh, That's another thing as well. If you wanting to delve more into that, obviously all of my work is about trauma and I highly recommend that you um, reach out if you wanted to explore this as well. I'm trying to like, this is, I have so much to talk about this on. I'm trying to be as quickly as possible. So hopefully uh, you guys are enjoying this. Another thing is context. So what is the context in which maybe your partner is initiating sex? and you need to know sort of the sort of like the accelerators and brakes context is a very big part of that for example if you are having sex and your partner slaps your ass and that's like a thing that turns you on and you like it during the moment in context that is a good thing however if he does the same thing of slapping your bum And you're in the kitchen making food or you've bent over to pick up something and he smacked you and now you've dropped it. Like the context of that is bad because it's not in the environment in which it's welcome and that can be a turn off. But he's doing the same thing. Uh, Very similarly, Similar, I don't know the word, for example, um, say every night you and your partner get into bed and he might... Start touching you, and he's like touching your nipples and your belly, um and all the right spots of things that you love, and initiating sex. And in that state, you do like it. However, if you have a child a year from then, and then he's doing that exact same things, following the same things that you've said that you've liked once before, he you, the thing that's changed is you've had like literally a child feeding from your nipples. There's Babies climbing, well just one baby unless you have twins, um, climbing over your body, your body's not the same as well that you it used to be and uh, him doing that same thing is going to cause a different emotion in the body if you're sleep deprived and you get into bed and you just want to sleep. Give different, same thing but different context. And just learning about your, just like how much, what your context is and like sort of again it's like the accelerator and the brakes um and just learning things in your body because becoming embodied as a woman you have to learn how to express emotions so if we think of like the feminine energy as a river And we think of the masculine energy. And again, we have both. We have feminine and we have masculine. Uh, If the feminine energy is the river and the masculine energy is the riverbanks. Without the masculine energy, we are just going to be wild beings. But having that masculine container uh, within ourselves is going to keep us that river flowing within. And quite often uh, we are too masculine as women because we've been brought up again in a patriarchal society where we've been taught to keep our emotions at bay, to keep it suppressed. And then we become adults and we try to get in relationships or Um, learn about ourselves and all the other stuff and we can't because we'll have mind-blowing sex and we can't because we're not embodied so that's another thing I would say is a game changer for me was learning that when I felt anger I screamed into a pillow when I felt fear I would shake when I felt sadness I would cry because when I used to be in corporate crying was bad but I like literally I would just go into the bathrooms and just like cry my eyes out because it was just that was my way of expressing but quite often we would climb the uh, the corporate ladders and trying to be more than the men or equal to the men as well and we, we will never be equal and I'm not saying that men are better than us we are just different we're different beings like imagine a world where uh like corporate offices or anywhere just like knew where we were in our cycles, because in each phase of your cycle, you have different gifts and abilities to do different things. So uh, just bringing that into play as well. And then now I want to bring up the context of wanting sex. I'll try and be really fast. So normally in life, we... like we there's like we think that sex drive starts from like a what we need to have this wanting for sex do you want to have sex do I want to have sex Do I hope he wants to have sex with me or I want to have sex with him and all these questions and like I bet you you've had an argument with your partner or past partners of like no one's initiating or you get frustrated and also it's really good to point out or learn your erotic blueprint. Uh, there's just a course, just put it on Google and you can do a little sort of like learning your love language, but for sex uh, and you can learn, learn your erotic blueprint. This was a game changer because I'm central and I actually need a lot more different things than my partner. And then he learned mine and I learned his and it was way more, way more better for everyone. Um, so So what do we do if he wants to have more sex than me or what do I do if I want to have sex, more sex than him? It's all this wanting, like we worship the wanting, like the wanting causes the sex, like the sex in our lives. And when things don't line up, maybe he has a higher sex drive than me or I have a higher sex drive than him. uh, There can be some issues there. And like, don't get me wrong, like I think wanting... To have sex is the main thing, but also just understanding that as women, we're only going to have two... Two possible occasions of this wanting coming naturally. And one of them is what I said before is hormonally, like naturally. Like we we want to have sex as women uh when we are ovulating and just for our period. If you don't have a regular cycle or you're on hormonal contraception, just keeping in mind as well that um the hormones that you that I'm talking about, if you are on hormonal contraception, you won't get this advantage uh, because the hormones that you're taking orally are fake and they're actually stopping you from ovulating. So the ovulation is the main part. Like I came off the pill a while ago and it took me a year and a half to actually ovulate and I didn't have a sex drive before because I have I wasn't ovulating and uh, that's a really big thing as well so I think this is like I'm, I'm coming from it from like a place if you do have a regular cycle however, however if you don't again you're more than welcome to work with me I've got a lot of success in, with women um, harnessing this menstrual cycle clearing the trauma and getting that cycle back to that 28 35 day range, and that's when all the juiciness starts, and you can ovulate and have all the fun with that. However, yes, yeah, so there's two times that we want to have sex as women one is hormonally, naturally, and the other one is when we create tension in our relationship so like I said before my partner works away and I he would often go away uh, for work and when he comes back it doesn't matter what day it is where I am in my cycle I will want to have sex it's because we've created this tension sort of like a rubber band if you're pulling it apart and you let it go it comes back together it's exactly the same thing so you need to create this tension in your sex lives uh, and if you if you go to bed with your partner every night, you see him every day, You maybe you even work together or you both work at home and it's like there's no separation, there's not going to be that desire, that pull uh, because you haven't created that tension, that distance between each other. And that is the other thing that causes the wanting. And it's like when people have like makeup sex, that is uh, the same thing. You have that fight and it creates that tension in your relationship and then you go, bam, back together, have mind-blowing sex, the same thing. So they're the only two times that you will actually want sex to like start things moving along. And um, the other thing that I wanna point on is, yep, those are the two wanting. And then the last thing is, I wanna shift your focus to providing. So we as women... And men, it's very important to understand what sex provides to you, whether it's a release, whether it's an opportunity to be closer to your partner, whether it's this beautiful moment that you can be with yourself and... uh, be with someone that you love or express yourself. Like I think everyone has a different reason as to what sex provides to them. And out of those two moments when there's no tension or uh, you're at, out of those hormonal shifts, I really invite you to switch your thinking to providing sex. So whether you have a notepad out or your notes on your phone, I want you to quickly jot down like what does sex provide me and be specific with your sex life whether it's like like times of days activities included length of time like you what's your ideal amount of time for engagement the frequency how often you want to have sex um like i said before i will never have sex when i'm going to bed at night well very rarely because i just don't feel like it i've either just eaten and i want to go to bed it's simple but learning when i do want to so just and just understanding the emotions of what sex provides to me and even getting your partner to do this with you as well, um, whether it's just like a sexual partner or a long-time romantic partner. um, you Learning what it provides for you and sharing that and understanding what it provides for them is also a game changer because I bet you, you want to provide it for them. So it's just opening up the communication channels and just being just open like I think quite often in relationships we think we are different or we don't want to speak up about a problem to make we just want everything to be rosy and amazing and it's not because even my I love my relationship but even we have testing times and we have had to learn to open up and communicate and that is why our sex life is good because communication that is the number one thing. I just, I can't stress that enough. So I'm going to stop it here. There's so much I could talk about. Uh, I will point out though, if you don't have like a regular cycle or these lifestyle factors like your career or the people that you're hanging out with, uh, are causing stress and, um, emotions or like I don't say like anger and things in your body I definitely recommend reaching out if you do feel called to work with you one-on-one uh RCT is amazing for that and uh through hypnosis myself I've been able to transform and create this like juicy sexy love life and it started with me and it ended with me it was it was all me um basically like men are just they're ready to go all the time so I'm going to end it here, uh, 30 minutes. Oh my God, I talk so much, but I do have an exciting announcement for you all that I've joined today and whoever that catches up later, uh, I am opening up one-on-one coaching. I noticed that with my clients, I sort of see them once for like two and a half hours and then I leave them. And then we catch up just for a little phone call afterwards just to see how they've been. And there's so much of that integration time that I was missing. And I've opened up uh, one-on-one coaching for you all. So starting probably from tomorrow, I can only take on board three clients at a time. Um, it'll include... Uh, one RTT session with me and then three coaching calls for an hour long uh, on Zoom. And this is for people that are really, really fucking ready to go deep. I don't stay topically. I don't care about the bullshit on top. I go deep. So if you're ready to like meet yourself, honor yourself love yourself and to take charge of everything in your life whether it's career whether it's personally personal development growth whether it's sexually whether it's relationships like everything anything uh if you feel called to just find a deeper meaning in all of that in life i definitely recommend uh joining on this one-on-one coaching so this container is going to be one month long yeah you get the one rtt session and three one-hour Uh, zoom calls with me and then the investment is seven hundred dollars so again I only have spaces for three people per month and I think I've already mentioned it to a few clients and they're ready to jump on board so I definitely recommend don't wait Uh, later tonight what I'll do is I will post in the group a application form I will only be taking applicants on board and then I'll reach out to make sure that we're a right fit uh and then go from there but again this is for people that are super ready to do the work and I think just everyone has the ability to create a life that is makes them be turned on all day like jump out of bed and just be like oozing with love That is my goal for women in this life. That is why I'm speaking up and sharing all the crap that I do (laughs) because I just have so much love for when women finally get to meet themselves and honor themselves and just soak up in all their awesomeness because you're all amazing, but we just have to be open to that so yeah I will share more later tomorrow tomorrow on Instagram and um later on however I'm also going to be start doing more lives on here on Facebook so uh just always keep on uh keep up to date with all the notifications But any questions at all, if you have any for me from today's little chat about sex and all the things about sex drive, please reach out. I do love talking to you all, even though sometimes I'm really delayed on my Instagram messaging skills, Um, but I do want to chat. So reach out and I will post the application on the Facebook group and also on Instagram tomorrow. Uh, But I hope you've enjoyed today's chat and any questions, I guess I'll leave... Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear your key takeaways. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and don't forget to share this episode on social media and tag me at Carly Jade. Now go out and find your feminine.